And good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our program. I'm Vic Batista with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we have an exciting program lined up for you today as we're going to be talking about an important subject matter of false prophets. As the Bible says, many false prophets. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with the word of prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the blessing of this day. All those tuned in, we pray you bless each one of you listening to your word, Lord. Open up uh, our eyes so we may understand the false prophets out there. So we can grow in our relationship with you. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, you're tuning to our program, The Truth to Set You Free. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the subject matter of false prophets. So stay tuned to today's program. Hey, make sure you grab a Bible and follow along with us by turning to 1 John chapter 4 as we start in today's program. Nathan, it's great to have you on the program. A very important subject matter today, that of false prophets. Indeed, extremely important. The number one sign that Jesus gave us that we didn't identify the entire you know, Nathan, you and I, we were actually covering our previous programs, uh, the small but yet powerful book of First John. And you and I talked about the spirit of Antichrist, the deception that will be coming. And it just seems that John wrote so much about false prophets and deception. And uh, in the small book there, First John, you and I were looking at chapter uh, two, then we were touching on some uh, verses there. And then when we get to chapter four, again, we find John addressing these issues of deception. And Nathan, it just seems that more and more we see deception uh, all around us. Today we have what is called fake news, and, and things are just getting worse. Well, John certainly had to deal with false teachers in this time period, especially as the early church took off. There was a lot of false teaching, like Gnosticism. But in our day, yeah, Jesus said it was growing frequency and intensity the closer we get to his return. We're living in that day. Yeah, e excellent point. And Nathan, again, as we look at their First uh, John uh, chapter 4, might you be able to take us through uh, those verses? We're going to focus on verses uh, 1 through 6. Hopefully, anyone that is tuned in that doesn't have a Bible will be able to follow along with us as we open up these verses. Well, Vic, I, I have a serious case of hiccups. It might be what? for our audience if you were to read those verses. Nathan, no problem then. The hiccups, man, we're, we're going to continue to pray for that as well then. But oh, we, thank you. I don't know what it is, but I can't get rid of it today. Oh, no problem. Well, we find there First uh, John chapter 4, uh, as, uh, uh, beginning um, on verse 1, it said, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. So Nathan here, the apostle John uh, talks to the beloved, the believers, the church, and he says, hey, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Uh, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. And, and Nathan, you would agree with me that in the past years, it seems that just there's been such an increase in false prophets uh, and, and false teachers uh, predicting all these wild and weird things that have not been coming to pass. <laughs> Very true. John was dealing directly with a false teaching called Gnosis. Gnosticism was a Greek teaching that the material world was bad and the spiritual world was good. 
and therefore the Gnostics, who believe they had hidden knowledge or special knowledge that put them over yeah. everybody, was telling excuse me, people that Jesus came not in the flesh, that he was mm. always a spirit, that he just looked like a man. And that was a false teaching. Jesus came in, excuse me, incarnate as a man to die for our sins. And that was the particular false teaching that John was dealing with at that time. Mm. Well, Nathan, you know, that's a very good point because we find that throughout church history, there have come a number of false prophets and false teachers. Uh, even today, we find uh, those occultic teachers that don't believe that Jesus was the Son of God or that the Holy Spirit is real. So, uh, or that the Holy Spirit was God, if you will. And even today in modern day society, we, we still see a lot of this false prophets and false teachings. Especially around Easter or Christmas when Time Magazine or Newsweek will come out with a real <laughs> Jesus article. <laughs> right. You know, that is so true. It seems that, that during the holidays, the, the enemy just ramps up his attack uh, to the gullible, if you will. Well, they have to deny Jesus' deity, otherwise there is salvation. Faith doesn't help people. Excuse me, people say yeah. And, you know, Nathan, that's why we tell people, hey, it's OK to celebrate the holidays. It's OK to celebrate Easter. But come on, let's look at the reality of what the Bible has to say, the importance of Jesus Christ and who he was. Amen. Amen. And that's what the false prophets, the false teachers and the false Christ try to do. They try to plant Jesus with themselves. <laughs> and that's been millions to hell to follow yeah, you know, Nathan, and, and as we talk about false prophets, you know, uh, some people always label uh, these different so-called prophets throughout time. They talk about Nostradamus and his prophecies. They talk about uh, how accurate supposedly he was. But Nathan, the Bible actually teaches that in order for you to be a true prophet, it's not a 95% or 7 uh, or 98%. That's good for report cards, but that doesn't work in the Bible. <laughs> Nathan, that's a powerful passage because, again, we're talking about even in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, uh, again, God had warned people about the false prophets uh, that were coming. And, and I really love that because, again, true prophets have to be 100 uh, percent uh, of the time, not 95, not 96. And that's why some people today, they say, well, so and so what he predicted was so close. I mean, he was so close to the truth. But really, the penalty, right, Nathan? Four false prophets in the Old Testament. It was death. Oh, yeah. They were going to be stoned to death. They were speaking on the Lord's behalf without getting the words from the Lord. That's evil. Yeah. And Nathan, uh, for those maybe individuals that are catching the program, I have behind me on the screen uh, a number of images dealing with uh, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, if you will, and false prophets, wolves. I mean, really, these, these are all pretty much the same in our book. They're all teachers of, 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 of uh, things that are false, things that are truth. They're trying to disguise themselves as the real thing. And uh, the Bible is clear that we will know uh, false prophets from true prophets uh, by their fruits. And as a matter of fact, Nate, in Matthew chapter 7, um, we find Matthew 7, verse 15. And if you will allow me to read a few verses, because I know you still have the hiccups, right? <laughs> I do. Matthew 7, verse 15. 
Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> but Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, uh, the Bible says, Beware uh, of false prophets who come to you uh, in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. And the Bible says you will know them by their fruits. And it goes on to say, do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, and a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, uh, you will know them. So, Nathan, it seems like there's a, a, a bit of a test here that we can use to identify false prophets from true prophets. Well, what would you say that in some of this uh, false truth? How do we identify them? Well, Nathan, one of the ways is by their doctrinal teachings. Uh, as a matter of fact, I find that that's one of the, the ways that they oftentimes fleece the flock, if you will, uh, where they, they pepper some truth uh, 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 with, with falseness and the average person that doesn't discern or can't read, uh, doesn't understand the Bible, oftentimes falls uh, for this nonsense. And we see that the fruit of the Spirit is always truth and peace and gentleness and love. So, Nathan, I also believe false doctrine is, is one of those things. Yeah, and, and that's a very good point. And, and if we're not careful when we follow false doctrine, it, it's not just false teaching, but it leads to uh, destruction. Uh, one another passage, Nathan, that I was going to refer to was if we can jump to um, the book of Second Peter, because again, uh, as as we're talking about how can we know them, what are their fruits? Second uh, Peter, uh, chapter two. Again, talking about these false prophets says, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you whom will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them and bringing on themselves swift destructions. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of the truth will be blaspheme. And then verse three says, by covetousness, They will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle. Uh, so Nathan here, according to uh, Second Peter, some of the things that he talks about is uh, false teaching and also uh, uh, taking advantage of people, uh, if you will. We, uh, as we said, uh, fleecing uh, the flock uh, in it for the money. Verse three, by, by covetousness. Uh, you know, Nathan, uh, we see, we're seeing that today, right? Uh, these false prophets asking the people for private jets, covetousness, right? You will say, you would agree that that's part of false teachers. Yeah, that's, in the end, it's always the case. When you put them to the test, almost always it's about what they can get out of it, not what you can get out of it. Uh, absolutely. Salvation is the focus on themselves. Yeah. And Nathan, and this is why this is this topic is so important. And I mean, John is actually touching on it. We know that there will ultimately will be a ultimate false prophet uh, that will be coming speaking supposedly uh, for uh, well, actually speaking for Satan himself, the Antichrist and the false prophet. So but we find Nathan that even now in these past years, We've seen so much of that. Uh, 2012, right, Nathan? Uh, the the end of the world, Van Campen. Uh, can you name some others? <laughs> Even in our own time. My goodness, yeah, the list of them. 
Well, I was so concerned about this. I actually made an inbox video. It's a short teaching about false prophets. And there are eight tests that you can put a false prophet to. And they go in this order. One, the prophet also speaks in the name of Allah or Matreya or Vishnu, not necessarily the God of the Bible. Mm. Number two, the prophet tells you you can be saved by putting your faith in people other than Jesus, such as the point. Number three, the prophet lives a sinful life, not committed to holiness, just as you mentioned. Number four, the prophet's followers are motivated by excuse me, worldly living and do not produce spiritual fruit, mm. as you said. Number five, the prophet focuses on self-aggrandizing visions about personal trips back and forth to heaven and hell. Wow. Number six, the prophet never talks about sin or makes a call for repentance. So Number seven, the prophet also appears greedy for money. And number eight, the prophet focuses on himself and the Antichrist are the sensational and not on Jesus Nathan, I love those eight points. That was fantastic. In case someone is watching or listening or is not very familiar, I, I love that great, great small tips that, that could be elaborated on. But I, I really I, I really think you're hitting it right on the head, Nathan. When they take salvation out of the picture, when they bring sensationalism into the picture, we find what a mixture there for deception. That, that's fantastic. I want to just trace it back to the garden of Love to wrap the truth around a big lie, big little truth, and wrap it around like a little peanut butter on bread, and then you're willing to eat it. And that's what he does. He takes a little bit of truth from the Bible, like, for instance, the people who say the Quran and, and the Bible are the, the same, the book came from God. No, they didn't. Muhammad took a little bit of truth from the Bible and yeah. wrapped a whole lot of lies around it and fed it to people as well. You know, wow, that, and, that, and that's right. That, that's exactly right, because we find that there's so many similar uh, of their teachings to the Bible. But at the end of the day, we find that when people that really, really look at the Quran, the radicals, I mean, the Bible doesn't. Jesus never taught that we should go, go around killing anyone uh, uh, for our faith. You know, as a matter of fact, Jesus said we are to lay down our lives. He laid down his life uh, for us. And, and and again, you're right. Any fall, any any teacher or anyone that is asking their followers uh, to die for them, clearly a clear sign right there. That's a, a false prophet. And that's why God had the Bible written by 43 different authors. Uh, I'm like the other false religions and cults. There are only ever one leader who heard from God alone. Yeah. Corroboration. But the Bible was corroborated by many authors throughout 1,500 years of history. You know, Nathan, that is a very good point. And, and that this is why the Bible is so reliable uh, when it comes to Bible prophecy, because you and I know, like the Bible says, that it's not by any one person's interpretation. But holy men spoke, Nathan, as the Holy Spirit, right, gave him the words. Yes, it's the Holy Spirit who leads us to truth. Without the Holy Spirit, we come up with Satan's lies. Good morning. Yeah, and, and you know, Nathan, that, that is that a wonderful passage that you and I have referred to uh, in the past, uh, talking about, you know, the, the scriptures uh, that uh, are given to us, that they, that is by no one's personal interpretations, if you will. And this is why people need to recognize that one of the decepting lies of the enemy is keeping us from studying Bible prophecy, from studying the Bible, from uh, tuning into these type of teachings and topics and not turning, tuning it off as, uh, uh, as not being important. And I think, Nathan, again, that those are one of the greatest deceptions uh, for Christians is, and especially for pastors, they shy away from teaching Bible prophecy. They don't want it in the pulpit. They don't want it in the churches. They don't think it's important, but that's exactly what the enemy wants. Yeah, the enemy doesn't want to know that you lose it. 
Yeah. And, 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 you know, Nathan, in, in our first, uh, we were actually in second Peter, uh, but in second Peter chapter one, backing up a little bit, uh, the Bible talks about, again, uh, talks about prophecy in chapter one, verse 17, uh, verse 18, it says, and we heard this voice, which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountains, Peter writing. And so we have a prophetic word confirm which you do well uh, to heed as light that shines in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart knowing this first that no prophecy uh, prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation uh, verse 21 says for prophecy never came by the will of men but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit always speaks truth and not error right Nate Absolutely. Well, that's a fantastic, fantastic passage that really labels everything you need to know about this. Yeah. And this is why hopefully anyone that is tuning in can follow along and recognize that the Bible is just filled with admonitions and warnings and also a roadmap uh, for the truth. I'm reminded, Nathan, you opened us up in Ma uh, with, a, with the scripture of what Jesus said in Matthew uh, chapter 24. And uh, because of your hiccups, if you wouldn't mind, I'll read a few verses. <laughs> So, individ do, yeah. Yeah, so individuals can jump along with us. But Matthew chapter 24, uh, again, this wonderful prophetic uh, passage, uh, as I look there, verses uh, four, it says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. So, Nathan, uh, as I look at the word many, it seems to me that the Lord was admonishing uh, the individuals at that time. And then we find the same in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, again, where it talks about not few, uh, but many. Again, he says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And Jesus says that there will be many false teachers. Uh, John says there will be many false prophets. Uh, in Matthew chapter 24, uh, again, there in verse uh, 10 and 11, Jesus said, and then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And, and Nate, this is like a, an incredible super sign of the last days as well. Well, Jesus said that as he got closer. It is returned that the frequency of the signs he gave, he gave 10 in Matthew 24 and 21, that they would be with frequency and intensity the closer we got to determine birth pain. So, yes, there were false prophets in Jesus' time, but they would proliferate tremendously the closer we got yeah and nathan and of course john is talking to us about the antichrist the coming antichrist the spirit of antichrist and, and we know of course where all this is leading to uh when we jump into the book of revelation but nate if i may go back to first john chapter four with you i just wanted to read a few more verses there uh verses three and on uh because Hopefully, the, the listeners and, and those that are watching the program can sort of tie all this uh, together. But going back to 1 John 4, verse 3 says, And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now 
already in the world. And, and you mentioned it, Nathan, right? Everyone that does not believe that Jesus Christ is a savior, that he came in the flesh, that is the spirit of deception and antichrist. Right. Then it's Satan trying to hear people away from the truth and that is Jesus Christ. This is John 14, 6, tells the one and only way to the power. Yeah, absolutely. And Nathan, that's why we notice that as we talk about the, this uh, Antichrist uh, spirit, if you will, it, it, again, John says, uh, which you have heard uh, was coming and is now already in the world. And, and verse four says, and you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they spoke as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us, and he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So, Nathan, anyone watching or listening to this program that is in agreement with you and I, the Bible says these are of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. It's, it's all the noise of the false. Teachers talking, there is still one solid voice of truth that comes from the Bible. Yes, I, I mean this is just fantastic because what I love about First uh, John, Nathan, it's just so simple and it's so clear and it's so straight to the point. It doesn't complicate things. Anyone who doesn't believe in Jesus, the Bible says, "Hey, that's a false prophet. Those are antichrists, if you will." Anyone who trusts and believes in Jesus. Those are true believers. And th that's what it comes down to in the end times. I mean, in the book of Revelation, right, Nathan, chapter 13, we find that there will be the ultimate uh, voice of lies, if you will. And that is going to be that false prophet who is going to rise up, the Bible tells us, and to be the voice piece uh, for the Antichrist in those days. And uh, Nathan, I was going to jump to uh, Revelation chapter 13 uh, and just share a few verses there, unless you have some other wonderful references uh, that maybe you want to throw our way. No, that's the next logical step. Let's do it. Yeah. So Revelation chapter 13, uh, the Bible says there, beginning on verse 11, then I saw another beast coming out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercised all authority of the first beast in his presence and caused the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the, the first beast. Those whose deadly wound was, was uh, excuse me, wound uh, was healed. He performed great signs so that even to make fire come down from heaven on the earth and in the sight of men. And he deceived those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. And again, Nathan, here, verse 14, and he deceived those who dwell on the earth. So this deception, Nathan, it's just going to increase. Isn't it interesting that we get a proliferation of false prophets leading up to the rapture, but after the rapture, during the tribulation, we're down to one false Christ and one false prophet, the Antichrist and false prophets. Excellent point, right, Nathan? So it's like a concentration, if you will, uh, of the lie. And Nathan, you know, we don't I, I don't like to point people out or name names, but sometimes you do when people are, are not accurate and they're deceiving people from the truth. Sometimes we, we have to mention uh, those realities. In this past few years, we have Van Campen and then we have the blood moons and then we have the Mayan calendar and then we have 2012 and, and all these 
in my book, these are false prophets, Nathan. Uh, sometimes, you know, we just have to call it uh, how it is, but these people are not teaching the truth. Well, the whole Seventh-day Adventist denomination is built on a false prophecy of the return of Christ in 1844. What a lot of these failed prophets do is they, if they want to spiritually fulfilled in, in heaven or somewhere else, and then they build whole denominations, whole teachings. Whole teachings, yeah. the excuse they go to explain away the fact that the prophecy didn't happen. Yeah. And, and then they keep, to, uh, every year they're changing uh, things up, if you will. And it's amazing to me, Nathan, how people still continue to follow them. <laughs> Everybody wants to approach God on their own terms, man. I really think that's the situation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's amazing to me. In other words, it, it, it's like after a while, it's almost like, well, you just want to get, uh, uh, get duped, if you will, because how many times... Uh, do, do you have to fall for the same thing? And I think, Nathan, that's why you and I spend so many uh, uh, hours and years doing these programs is to alert the viewers and the listeners to the reality of what's happening, that we need to sort of wake up, that we need God's spirit living in us to be able to discern. And Nathan, you, you would agree that is our only hope. That is our only protection in these last days. Sounds like an old lady song. Tell me why. Tell them sweet little lies. Right. To, which is crazy because why would you lie to and go to hell when we have the tr truth which frees us from our sins and gives us eternal life? That's the truth and that's Absolutely. And Nathan, one of the things that you mentioned earlier, we can tell uh, false prophets from true prophets is when they uh, are not preaching the gospel, salvation, uh, sin and repentance. And that's why we you and I always take that opportunity to speak to that person on the other side who doesn't have a relationship with God and, and call them to repentance, call them to turn away from their sins, to live lives that are holy, lives lives that are pure. And if you're watching this program or listening to this program, whether it's live now or at a different time, and you don't have a relationship with the Lord, we want to give an opportunity to turn to Christ right now, uh, wherever you are, because it's the Holy Spirit that can save you. Is he the one that can transform and change your mind so that you can understand the truth and not fall for the lie? So if you are open to receiving Christ, I want to share with you right now how you can do so with a very simple prayer. Wherever you are, you can pause for a minute with myself and Nathan Jones and pray this simple prayer. And if you mean it from your heart, watch how God will transform your life. Simply say, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner. And God, right now, I want to turn from my sins. I want to repent from my sins. And I want to invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and to be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you, Jesus. In your name, I pray in Jesus name. And you see, you pray that prayer and the Holy Spirit moves position from being with you to now moving to being inside of you and granting you eternal life. And that's what Nathan and I are talking about. That is what is going to set you apart from the lies of this world and put you in the right path uh, through Jesus Christ. And, and Nathan, you would agree. That's, that's how you and I, that's, that's how we were set apart, right? Everybody's ever accepted Christ. Praise something like that from their heart. It, it's important. It's a milestone that when you moved into faith and believing in Jesus Christ as your savior, then you can look back at the time and say, that's when I made a commitment to him. Yes. Absolutely. And maybe today that has marked that day for you as you have turned 
uh, to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. And again, as we wrap it up uh, in today's program, uh, again, we look at First John chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 6, and it says, We are of God. He who knows God hears us, and he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know that the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And those of you that have have heard the truth today, again, God is calling you to stray away uh, from error, and he has put you on the right path to salvation. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, so Nathan Jones, again, an, an amazing, amazing program. We ran out of time for this segment of the program, and uh, I just want to thank you for being part of the program, even struggling with hiccups, Nathan. It's great to have you on. Well, I thank you for your patience. It was a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, it was fantastic, and I thank our viewers and our listeners. Once in a while, allow us, Nathan, uh, to uh, to have a cold or to have hiccups uh, as we are doing these programs live. But I want to thank you so much for being my co-host, Nathan, and being on. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Awesome. And, of course, we've ran out of time for this segment uh, of the program. So, uh, Vic Batista and Hiccup Nathan saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And, guys... Again, get in the word of God. Don't be deceived by all the lies that are coming. Keep looking unto Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful week in the Lord.